going to set out to do tonight. In 2 Corinthians 5, Paul discusses with the church in Corinth this idea of reconciliation with God. And he says, beginning at verse 20, So we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making His appeal through us. And we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. See, there's a whole sermon series in just those two verses out of Corinthians alone. And our purpose here tonight is to move from this solemn night into the Lenten season once again by reflecting on those words from Paul to the church in Corinth. Now, you know that we've been working here on Sunday mornings and also in our Bible study to build up ourselves as ambassadors for Christ. And during this Lenten season, we're going to pause long enough to reflect on Jesus' sacrifice, what it means to us and to our relationship with Him. And we're going to take stock of our spiritual health and where we stand with God. This is an exercise we need to do at least during the Lenten season. And in order to do that, we have to go back to the basics. And if you remember during our Bible study time, uh, before we started in on the books of Moses, we were all about the basics of our faith. We were examining just exactly what it is that Jesus has done for us. And Paul says here in verse 21 that for our sake, He made Him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin so that through Jesus we might become the righteousness of God. Now, Paul makes it clear there that Jesus did what He did for you and for me, for our sake, which must have meant that we had a really big problem. For him to have to do what he did, we had a problem. We had this great, big, insurmountable problem called sin. It was such an obstacle, a wall, a, a grand chasm separating us completely from the holy and just God. There was no way on our own for us to get over this sin obstacle. Just too big, too wide. A big gap between sinful humanity and perfect God. And the sin chasm kept us apart. And so Paul tells us that God made Jesus to be sin. What does that mean exactly? Well, I can tell you for starters what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that Jesus was simply a sin offering, like an animal sacrifice offered for the temporary relief of the guilt of an offense against God. 
Now, that's not what it was. Paul says that Jesus became sin. That means he took on all of the sin of the world, past, present, and future, your sin, my sin, everybody's sin. He took it upon himself and completely canceled the sin debt that humanity had. Not just temporarily, but for all time. Why did he do that? Well, Paul says, so that we might become the righteousness of God. Not just made righteous, but that we would be totally transformed into righteousness. And not just any old righteousness, but the righteousness of the perfectly holy and just God. Jesus, who is God, who was sinless, who was righteousness itself, exchanged all of that for our sinfulness and gave to us in that exchange his righteousness. And trust me, we got the better end of that deal. Gave to us His righteousness. What did that mean for us? Well, since the cost for sin is always death, since the price for sin is always separation from God for all eternity, the fact that Jesus took all of that on Himself and gave us His righteousness in exchange means that through Him we now have life, but not just life, eternal life with Him and the Father. And the Holy Spirit. You see, because of what Jesus did, you now have eternal life with Him in your future. And we call that, very simply, hope. We call it, very simply, certainty. So what do I do with it? Now that we understand about what Jesus did for us, what do we do with it? What do you do with it? What do I do with it? Well, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 6, as we work together with Jesus, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain because at an acceptable time, I listened to you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. And Paul says to us, now is the time, now is the day of salvation. Beginning tonight through this imposition of ashes in the shape of a cross on our forehead. We reflect not only on the meaning of Jesus's journey to the cross, but also on our own journey to be reconciled back to God through Christ, which was made possible by the cross. And Paul tells us to be careful not to squander even one bit of this marvelous gift that God has given us. Well, that means that there's going to have to be 
some introspection on our part. We are going to have to, from time to time, look inside ourselves and see if there's anything that we're hanging on to that's a stumbling block or something that separates us from our relationship to God through Jesus. We have this opportunity to examine ourselves in this Lenten season, to look deeply into ourselves and evaluate what path we are on. Are we living our lives in a way that is God-honoring and Christ-like, or are we living our lives in some other way? There's this long-standing tradition for Christians in the church to give up something for Lent. You've heard this. Give up something for Lent. And people tend to take a look at their list of likes, things that, that they enjoy, and they think, in order to be sacrificial in this Lenten time, I'm going to elect to give up one of them for Lent. Maybe I'll give up red meat. Maybe I'll give up chocolate. Maybe I'll give up uh, carbonated beverages or Cokes and the like. Or maybe they'll look at their bad habits or their unhealthy lifestyle and decide that they'll give up at least one bad habit for Lent. No more cake and ice cream for breakfast, maybe. No more smoking, no more drinking, at least alone. Whatever it is, giving those things up may be fine and good, but if that's all we do, I think we're missing the point. See, this is not about giving up something that's bad for us because it, well, it just seems like the holy thing to do during Lenten season. It's the least I could do. Exactly what it is. It's the least that you could do. Because Jesus didn't die a horrible death on a cross. God didn't give up his only begotten son so that we would stop putting sugar or carcinogens into our bodies for 40 days. Or so that we could feel like we're being sacrificial by giving up our daily latte at Starbucks for a few weeks. Jesus died on the cross so that we could be reconciled to God. He rose from the dead so that we could share in the resurrection through him. And as Paul points out, Jesus was there for us when we needed him on the day of our salvation. Are we acting in any way appreciative? Maybe instead of giving up Cokes or red meat, we could look into ourselves in the Lenten season And remember what's broken. Maybe there's something inside me that needs fixing. Maybe I need 
to spend more time paying attention to my family. Maybe I need to do some things for others instead of just doing for myself. Maybe I'm ashamed of something in my past. Why don't, if I'm giving something up for Lent, why don't I give that up to God who wants to take it from me and receive from Him the thing He gave you on the cross, the righteousness of God. Maybe this Lent I'll give up the shell around my heart that keeps the love of God from penetrating. Maybe this year for Lent I'll start to look at the person ahead of me in the checkout line not as someone who irritates me because they can't seem to find their checkbook or their credit card. Maybe I'll start to look at them the way God sees them. As someone he loves and cares for. Maybe I'll give up my prejudices from them and start seeing people through the eyes of God. Maybe I'll give up those things that make me hard to live with. And take on some of the qualities of Jesus who I would like to be more like. So that the ones who I live with now actually enjoy being in my company. There's just so many things that we could give up. Cokes, sure, red meat, okay. Do something that has eternal significance this life. Examine your heart. See where Jesus is. Does he fill your whole heart? Or is there something there that you're keeping for yourself that you don't want Jesus to know about? Well, trust me, he does. But we think we can compartmentalize our lives sometimes and we can't. And so we have to during this Lenten season, open the heart up and let truth shine in and confession and repentance come out of us. That's what Lent's about. Getting ourselves right with God. Why? Because He died on a cross. And so as we go through the Lenten season and as we approach Good Friday, and we know that Jesus is on this journey to the cross, shouldn't we as Christ followers go with him? Shouldn't we be willing to make that journey with Christ our Savior, knowing that when he goes to that cross, we can unload this sin burden and take on the righteousness that he wants to give us? And when we finally get to Easter 
and the sun rises, if we were willing to make that journey and expose all the stuff in our heart, when we finally get to Easter and the sun rises, what a glorious day because if we've done what we're supposed to do during Lent, we get to share in the victory of the resurrection. And it makes such a glorious Sunday. Not just Sunday. It makes a glorious rest of your life. Knowing that even if our time on earth is short in the grand scheme of things, we know that we share in the victory of the resurrection his resurrection is our resurrection, and that's our destination. We can't get to the resurrection without going through this Lenten journey to the cross. And oh, by the way, we have to be willing to crawl right up there with him and die to ourselves. That's what all this introspection is about scooping out those little areas in our heart that we've reserved for our own selfish and self-interest and giving them up to Jesus. This is the Lenten journey. And so as you put these ashes on your forehead, you are signaling to the world and to one another as members of the body of Christ and to Christ that you are willing to make this journey with him. It's more than just ashes on the forehead. This is a sign to the one true God that you're willing to open your heart, examine yourself, Confess, repent, and receive the resurrection that he has for you. The resurrection and the righteousness of God. And so tonight we receive the smudge of ashes. We come forward and are marked as disciples, as the ones who have been called, as the ones who have been cleansed and forgiven and healed. We don't step foot on this journey lightly because we know it won't be easy. There will be times of great joy and wonder, but there will also be times of confusion, fear, anxiety, and maybe a little bit of shame if you're willing to dig that deep into those crevices of your heart. But see, through all of this, God is with you. He's guiding you. He's comforting you. He's leading you. And even though the night is dark, because there's much darkness in the world, you will place your trust in His Son. Who He has blessed us with, gifted us with. And so as you come forward to receive the ashes, you will hear the words as I make the sign of the cross on your forehead. Remember that you are dust. And to dust you shall return. 